disease you cannot heal. Stir a mountain you cannot melt away. Any battle too hard for you. Is there a name that is above your name? Go
Eka, 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 Taboroko. Give me the kick, give me the kick, the kick. Karabo Sika, Eko, Sika, Labarela, Shimela, Mela, 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 of days is here and we worship you we worship you it comes all over this room we welcome the ministry of angels all over Blow, blow, blow. Wind of God in this room. Wind of Echo Tapiata.
eager to get to the word of the Lord, but I know my father's voice. Somebody take this out of the way for me real quick. Just take this out of the way real quick. If you're a woman in this room, and I want you to come out together because I don't want everybody to know what you're coming out for. But there's two types of women in this room I want to see real quick. One is you have a cyst, a fibroid, a growth in your body that was not designed to be there. It could be a cancer, a polyop, whatever it is. But there's a strange thing growing in your body and you're feeling. Don't come out yet. I'm going to call the second and I want you all to come out at the same time. And the second is your woman in this room and you've had a recurring dream of an entity coming to molest you at night. Sometimes it succeeds, sometimes it may not, but something's coming to molest you sexually at night. Now, at the same time, I want you, if you fit into any of those two categories, come and meet me real quick at the altar. There's a wind of deliverance blowing in this room. Come quickly, come quickly. Silavatoria kabali atende potoski etepana. Zibrekoria teventia kotis kabana. Zebrekoria kabani etoboroko tikabahara. The Holy Ghost is skipping straight up, straight. And everybody else, especially if you're a man in this room, lift your voice and begin to pray. If you're a father, a husband, a brother, stretch your hand in this direction. Worship him, carry on singing for me. You are glorious. I'm going to need some female ministers. I'm going to need some female ministers to help me at the altar. Zika ture keti katabana Shele la kurietena Saproti katani kodo Enanana yoko nemananela Zebelele, zebelele, zebelele We raise an altar Lord, we raise an altar in this room today We raise an altar Leave her now in the name of Jesus. Leave, leave, leave. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Leave. Shania Shabane, Ekuriatane, put your hand there, put your hand there. Silia Combriatena, Sikorone, 
Shrink and die in the name of Jesus. Sholela. Mama, lift your hands, lift your hands. Everybody close your eyes, everybody close your eyes, close your eyes. I don't know if you're at the altar or not, everybody please close your eyes. Except for the senior pastors, everybody please close your eyes. I don't know if you're at the altar or not, but there's a lady I'm seeing in the spirit in this room. And, and, and that's why I'm asking eyes to be closed, but I want you to, I want you to step out in faith and damn the shame, amen. You had a procedure a while back. I'll just use the word procedure, but I'm sure you know what I mean. You had a sinful procedure, a procedure that was against the will of God to cover up for a mistake you made. There's a voice crying out against you now. And that's the cause of the issue you're having. You know what I'm, I'm not going to go any further because I don't want to give too much information, but you know who I'm talking to. Or if I'm talking about you, it could be more than one person. 
If you're not at the altar, please come quickly. If you're here, just lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. We're going to silence the voice of that accuser against you and your life will go on to be all God intended it to be. If that's you, come quickly and lift your hands at the altar. If it's not you, put your hands down. I want to know who I'm praying for. Bless you, my sister. Please come. Please come. Is that you? Come, come. Anybody else real quick? If that's you, I want you to stand up. All eyes closed. Everybody else, close your eyes. Stand up and lift both hands up so I know who I'm praying for. We silence the voice of accusation against you. We silence its voice in your body. We shut it down in the name of Jesus. Never to rise again. Open the floodgates of Keep singing. Media team, if it's possible to put a banner over the picture, leave the sound playing so the camera doesn't capture who we're praying for online. Everybody else, go back. For those of you who have called, come forward. Come forward. We're going to shut this thing down today. The fullness of God's purpose for your life to find expression your prayer life will shift your capacity to succeed will shift the, the barriers of limitation are broken 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 the blood speaks better things better things better things better things safety I will not be challenging this outside this atmosphere so if you plan to come see me I will shake your hand and I'll tell you a story but I will pray for you so this applies to you come here now 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 I I see at least one more person come now now say after me everybody I want everybody in the room to say after me and you may ask, why can I say where I am? It's a step of faith. It's an act of obedience. Does that make sense? Say, Jesus. Mm. 
there any of you who this applies to who has not entered a covenant of salvation with the Lord? Anybody like that? All eyes closed, all eyes closed. Without you just wave your hand. This applies to me and I do not have a relationship with the Lord of salvation. Bless you, my sister. Come quickly, come quickly. Come and hold my hand, come quickly. Uh, you see, God loves you. He, he heard your spirit's cry. He heard your spirit's cry. I saw you at the start of the service where the conversation began and I was waiting for you. And he heard your spirit's cry. Man, so did I want to ask the Lord to give you a two for one salvation and an instant baptism into his flow for you are a daughter of Abraham by calling and we secure you in the kingdom as our sister he stopped the service for you you are important to him your father loves you and so we set you free Now, salvation is a simple yet complex thing. And to anybody else, even if this, is, this, this word doesn't apply to you for this prayer, you want to make yourself right with the Lord. It can happen in an instant, but it must be done correctly. It's not just about saying words. There must be a passion in your heart. An acknowledgement of the fact that without his grace, you are a sinner. Not a person with a bad habit. Not a person with a struggle, but a sinner. An enemy of God is what you are outside salvation. And yet the one who should be your enemy wants to be your father. In salvation, the DNA of God comes on the inside of you. His word is implanted in your spiritual womb. And it brings forth, it brings forth the fruit of who he is by default, by nature. Now, if you would like that, the gateway is to place faith in what Jesus has already done. To believe that he did die for you, as the Bible says. And that the same spirit who will birth you into his kingdom raised him after three days from the dead. And that he is now seated on the right hand of God as your intercessor and mine making prayer for you. Now if you believe that, I want you to say with me, say Jesus. Say Jesus, I accept your sacrifice. I am grateful for what you have done. I surrender to your leading. Come and be my Lord, my master, the one who instructs me. What you say I will do, where you lead I will go, what you demand I will give. I surrender my life to you. Now let the spirit of God come into me and birth me anew. Make me a child of God with every attendant fruit. I believe you have heard me and you are doing now as I ask. 
So I receive your newness of life. In Jesus' name. Somebody lift your voice and give the Lord a shout of praise. Now when we're done today, we're going to hand you over to a couple of people here who are going to give you some instruction on how to carry on in your walk with the Lord. Now my sisters at the altar, lift your hands. Everybody close your eyes and stretch your hands. Every voice of blood, say after me, every voice of blood crying out against me that is not the voice of the blood of Jesus. I hide under the canopy of the name of the Lord and I respond with the blood of covenant by which I was saved. Trouble me no more. Say, trouble me no more. Say it like you mean it. Trouble me no more. In the name of Jesus. Now open your mouth and begin to pray that prayer. Trouble me no more. you have done and are doing this day at this altar around this room will be forever. Thank you for prophetesses rising from this altar. Intercessors, women of power. Women who will go and do likewise for others. Thank you for the working of your spirit. Lay hands on her for me, baby. Just lay hands on her, baby. On her head, on her head. Thank you. Father, fill her with the Holy Ghost. Feel with the Holy Ghost. Feel with the Holy Ghost. Feel with the Holy Ghost. Feel, feel, feel. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. River flow. Flow, flow, flow for real now. Clear waters. Clear waters. 
for the healing of nations and everybody else around this room lift your hands lift your hands everybody father whoever else holy spirit you want to arrest today whoever else is fountain you want to break loose that's it that's it sing it flow spirit of god flow flow baptism now all around the room all around the room let it erupt let it erupt let it erupt let it erupt anyone who's been longing for a feeling for a feeling for a feeling fresh waters flow 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 new systems in the name of Thank you for what you have done and begun and will continue. Thank you that this house is a womb of fresh water spreading all around these islands, plural. If I have two believers in the room, would you lift your voice and shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Clap your hands, oh you people. I said, clap your hands, oh you people. And shout to God. Shout to God. Shout to God. 
Before she goes anywhere, this is my girlfriend of 18 years, my wife of 13. I'm going to ask her to greet you real quick and then we'll see what we can do with 20 minutes. Amen. What an atmosphere in God's presence. What an atmosphere in God's presence. Father, we want to say thank you for what you have done in this place today. We thank you for what you will carry on doing in the service. And even as we go in our various lives, homes, and wherever we are, you will carry on in the name of Jesus. I just want to bring our attention very quickly. I'm not preaching. Just one minute. Luke chapter 8. This is mainly for those who have come out this afternoon um, for prayers in whatever form or for to give their lives to Christ. Luke chapter 8, verse 1, please. If you can have that projected. And it came to pass afterward that he went, speaking about Jesus. Let that carry on you. Focus on the scripture. It says, it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. Next verse. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. In the same verse, in the same chapter that you see Jesus Christ going around doing great things with his 12 disciples. He, verse 2, please. He goes as well with somebody, a woman who had been healed of evil spirits. So if you are here and you have given your life to Christ, you have been saved, you have been delivered. I want you to be bold and know that you can walk with Jesus without any fear of intimidation, without any fear of condemnation. Because whoever Christ sets free is free indeed. Mary Magdalene walked with the 12 disciples and she was not, she didn't have her head bowed down. She was not intimidated. She was like, I roll with Jesus. So if you have given your life to Christ today, you have been saved, you have been delivered, shout, I roll with Jesus. I roll with Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You put your hands together for the Lord. All right, get your Bibles out real quick. By the way, she's the better preacher in the family, and I mean it. Um, and I'm not saying that because she's my wife. If you listen to her, you will understand what I mean. Amen. All right, get your Bibles out real quick. First of all, can we just celebrate God for the lives of your pastors? Y'all don't know. See, God, God took his best from Europe and sent it here. I mean it. Amen. My life is proof of it. Amen. The Bible says that a prophet is only without honor. It doesn't mean he should be without honor. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean he's always without honor. It means the only time, in essence, a prophet should always have honor. But if there's one time where he lacks honor, it'll be where? Someone say where? Amen. And the Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, what do you get? Okay. God sent you a prophet to the Caribbean. Amen. Uh, I've known Pastor Steve now for 18 years. Someone say 18 years. Um, a lot of what you saw this morning, my instruction in that was under his tutelage. Amen. 
Uh, and I'm saying that because I want you to understand the measure of the gift that God has bequeathed to you in these islands. Can we, can we go real quick to, to Jeremiah chapter 2? Jeremiah chapter 2, just real quick. This is not what I want to share with you this morning. Worship team, you can go sit down. Or if you can, <laughs> go sit down. Uh, can we put our hands together for these amazing people behind us? <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 2. Chapter 3, sorry. Jeremiah chapter 3. And let's start from verse 14. Let's start from verse 14 real quick. Jeremiah 3, 14. Turn the backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you of a city, one of a city, two of a family, and I'll bring you to Zion. Now, you, you may not be able to see because it's slightly out of focus on the projector, but there's my favorite punctuation mark called a colon. So I want to say a colon. Now, a colon, you know, in the UK, we might have invented English, but we're very bad at it. You guys speak far better English here than we do there. Believe me. So you probably know better than I do that that word colon or the, the punctuation mark colon means that what is about to come is explained by what has come before or vice versa. Does that make sense? Any English teachers here at any level, primary, nursery, secondary, university? Am I right? That when you put a colon between two phrases or sentences, you're saying one is explaining the other. So in essence, if there's a colon there, God bless you, media team, for shrinking that. God says, turn no backsliding children, says the Lord. I am married unto you. I will take you one of a city, two of a family, and bring you to Zion, to the place where God dwells. The, 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 the Bible calls it the, uh, help me out now, English is in my first language, the perfection of beauty. Now, look at what comes next. And I will give you, say it with me, pastors. So how does God bring you to Zion? Y'all better talk to me now. Come on now. I waited a long time to see you. Amen. I'm a participatory preacher. Amen. I believe that we do better when we talk to each other. Can I get a witness? And science has proven you will retain 70% more when you interact with the person speaking. Amen. Amen. So we've drank the wine. Now let's eat the meat. Amen. Okay, so how does God bring you to Zion, to the perfection of beauty? Now, the Bible talks about several scriptures about Zion. It says it's the place where everyone is strong. Does that make sense? It's the perfection of beauty out of which God shines. It is the city of God. It is surrounded by angels. Does that make sense? Or by mountains and angels. The Bible talks about it as the seat of God's governance. So when God wants to bring you into your inheritance in Zion, how does he do it? He gives you what? Now, I know we live in a generation where everybody says stuff like, you know, well, you know, call no man father. The, the, the same man who wrote, anyway, let's, let's move on. I don't have time for that. Amen. Uh, uh, not that we only have one father, God, in terms of Abba, source. The word father literally means the, the wellspring. So we all have only one father. But in the New Testament, the word pata is slightly different from Abba. Abba means I get my, my content from you. Pata means you nurture me. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Paul refers to several people as his sons. The same guy who you quote. Yes. Nobody comes to Zion on their own. We might as well go there. Okay, let's switch, let's switch the message. Amen. This happens a lot with me. Someone say, nobody comes to Zion on their own. Nobody comes to Zion on their own. 
In fact, the Bible says, remember those who brought to you the word of God. Okay, let's go there real quick. We'll come back. We'll come back here. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. How much time do I have? Okay, I can do this. I can do this. I want to say I can do this. Say he can do this. Amen. Amen. I've got my police officer on the front row. She'll make sure I do this. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you. The Bible says somebody has rule over you. That's what the Bible says. I know you believe that you are law unto yourself and you know nobody, God is your only leader. Well, then you and I serve a slightly different God. If your God is cool with you only having him as authority over you, then your God or my God are slightly different. They may have the same surname, but they're slightly different. Because my God acknowledges the fact that there are people who have rule over you. And it says they have spoken unto you. So this is the kind of rule he's talking about. He ain't talking about your prime minister. There's another scripture for that. Right? That's Timothy. Pray for all men everywhere, especially those. In the, so see, God has different scriptures. Be subject to the higher power. The Bible is a balanced book. There's a scripture for that one. This specifically is talking about those who have spoken unto you the word of God. Colon, whose faith follow. follow. Someone say follow. follow. The Amplified says, can I get this in the Amplified version? I love it. The classical Amplified. Oh, they don't have that one. Okay, let me read that to you. Let me read it to you in the classic. Or do you have the new Amplified? Okay, that's fine. Let me, let me read it to you in the Amplified version. You'll love it. It'll, it'll, it'll just make sense. Someone say it'll make sense. The classical Amplified version, which is slightly different from the new one. If you know, you, then you know. Uh, okay, what's going on here? Technology failure. Okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Hebrew 13. Classical Amplified. Okay, there we go. It says, verse 7 says, Remember your leaders, listen, and superiors in authority. Someone say superiors in authority. For it was they who brought to you the word of God. You know, the word word in the Greek is a very misunderstood word. The, wo the word, word, is a very misunderstood word. You know, English is a very poor language. Very poor. I know our ancestors had it forced on us, but it's, it's very bankrupt to capture the, the dimensions of scripture. For instance, I love my wife, and some of you love your wives, true, right? Any man here love your wife? Now, Leave your hands up if you love your wife. Now, if you have a car, leave your hand up and you love your wife. You're a man, you have a car, you love your wife, leave your hand up. If you've ever said you love your car, leave your hand up. Okay. Some people are lying in God's house, but that's fine. <laughs> now, you see that there's a problem if you use the same word to describe your feelings for a car and your feelings for your wife. If you spoke Greek or Hebrew, spoke Greek or Hebrew you'd have several words. But English only has one, love. The word word in the Greek is at least three words in the Bible. There is the word graphe. Someone say graphe. From which you get graph. The Bible calls itself the scripture, the hegios. Hegios means holy. Graphe means scriptures. And a graph is simply what it says. 
you plot coordinates and you draw a shape. So scripture says, you search me because you think I have eternal life. But it says, all I do is testify of someone. In essence, you can't take a scripture out of context and make it the word of God. No, it's a coordinate. Does that make sense? Every scripture is a plot on the graph. And that's why the Bible says you need at least three. Anybody did technical drawing here? How do you get a straight line in technical drawing? You plot two coordinates and then you test it, right, with the third. And if the line passes through the third, then it's correct. So no scripture is of private interpretation because no scripture in and of itself bankrupt of the context of the rest of the Bible is completely the word of God. So that's the first word, word. But that's not the word here. The third is the word rema. Rema simply means wet word. A word with a breath, a word with moisture on it. It means a word being spoken now. If I tell you something now, it's rema. If I tell you and you tell her tomorrow, it's not rema anymore. Any, any prophets here? So we, we need to come and do some prophetic school. When you say thus saith the Lord, don't tell us what God told you last night. It is no longer thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord means God is hijacking you and breathing through you right it better be correct. It, you, you better not miss when you say, because you're telling us that right now God is moving your jaws. By that standard, many of our so-called prophets need to sit down. That's Rema. God can take his word and make it Rema. Something that was said in the Bible 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit can breathe on it. By his stripes, I am healed. And instantly it comes to you as a Rema word. That's Rema. But the word there is a different one. Every time you see the capital W, it's Logos. And Logos is not the Bible as you were taught. Logos is the concept of how God functions and what he is. So Jesus was not the graphic made flesh. He was not the Rema made flesh. He was the Logos. Does that make sense? He was, okay, let me help you out. Bio, law, Finish it with me. Bio-law. Say it with me. Bio-logy. Social-logy. Give me another one. Criminal-logy. Physio-logy. Anything else? Psychology. What's the last word there? Logy. What does it come from? Logic. And that's the root word. It means the summary of principles and concepts that govern a thing. So the word that was made flesh, the word that existed with God was not the Bible. The Bible didn't exist in the beginning. And it was not the Rema because God must have existed before he spoke. So the first time God spoke could not have been the beginning any longer. Different sermon, but Genesis 1.1 is our beginning. It's not God's beginning. Because he had to have pre-existed the beginning. Does that make sense? And the Bible says the word was with him in the beginning. So that word that was with him was there before he spoke. Because I must exist at least one second before I speak. Are you following me? Yes. What was with God that was God was the, su the summary of the essence of what, who, how, and why he is. Does that make sense? There was a, a system of operation that summarized God. And the Bible says whenever God wanted to do anything, he let that system do it. If you understand that about God, your, your work with him will change. 
that God's principles and concepts are equivalent to his activity. Whenever God wants to do something, he introduces the understanding and the reception of who, what, why, and how he functions. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? And, and anywhere the principles and the reality of who, what, why, and how God is, is present, God is active there. And it was that thing that became flesh. You see why Jesus was the word made flesh? In a sense, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But the Bible tells us here, let's go back, sir, that somebody, go back, same Hebrews chapter 7. Somebody shall fire, okay. That somebody has to bring it to you. You can read the Bible your whole life. Like the eunuch on the way to Ethiopia said, he was reading, he was cramming. You know, I have a brother, I have a brother in Europe, you see him one of these days, his name is Richard, Pastor Richard. Because if you remember Richard back in the day, he had crammed 500 scriptures and he could quote them from memory. And by his own testimony, he was bankrupt of power and manifestation of God. Because the scriptures by themselves are not the magic bullet. There is a spirit behind them. And the way our kingdom works is that to teach you humility so you understand how the heavens function because it must be on earth as it is in heaven. God will force you to humble yourself for another person to bring you. Does that make sense? Someone who has been initiated. It's the same way in the occult. They stole it from us. You have to have been initiated to bring somebody else into initiation. It is called discipleship. And it is not for the arrogant. And you know one of the ways God filters out the arrogant? He lets you get initiated deep enough for your pride to surface and terminate the process. And you think you're all that. Not knowing that they were deeper depths. That they were deeper depths. To this thing. And how do you know the person really has the logos, not just the graphe? It is that you observe the outcome of their lives. And it's not just what they preach. The sign I have logos, not just graphe, is that you see what I'm preaching in my life. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter, chapter 3. Verse 15. So this is what the Bible says, how you come to Zion. In essence, Zion is that place of initiation. You see what happened today? It's not for pastors. It's for believers. The Bible says these signs will follow you if you do what? Preach, have a chain, a ring, a bishopric, a cassock, lead a church. Or what do you have to do to qualify for it? In essence, anything downgraded from this is substandard Christianity. Can I, can I say something that may put me in trouble in Barbados? My flight's not till tomorrow. I should have said this. So next time I'll come and leave on the same day. But the cross is your entry to Zion. It's not the fullness of Zion. I know you, I'm going to get in trouble now. The evangelists are going to say, but, but we must stay at the cross. Yes, listen, this is how you stay at the cross. The Bible told you after you look at his, you pick up yours. 
and you follow. Can you stand in one place if you're following? No. You come in through his cross. You pick up yours. And you walk into Zion. And the Bible says there are rooms in that mansion. Does that make sense? But somebody usually is used by God to bring you. And so when God loves you, when God has designed that this is the season of your elevation in the spirit, he usually sends you a man or woman or he opens your eyes to truly appreciate an existing man or woman. Let me end with this. Come with me to the book of Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're talking about travail, right? Now, one of the ways you should study your Bible is when you see a word that you like, find a lexicon. How many of you know what a lexicon is? Okay, if you don't know, ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Yeah, tell me after church. Okay, find a lexicon and type that word in. And this is why lazy people don't go deep in God. You, this is why lazy people. See, the deep things of God are not for the lazy. God requires as much dedication as your job or your school. Mm -hmm. And as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And what is he? One of his manifestations is his logos. The concept of who he is. The more you draw near to the word of God with the mind of understanding who and what God is, the more God will make himself real to you. How many of you want to see dreams and visions? The pathway scripture. The only valid pathway that you can trust. Any manifestation of the supernatural in your life that is not born out of a season of prayer and study is suspect. In the words of a friend of mine, he says, well, he says the logos, but he was wrong. He really meant the graphe. The graphe is the platform for the supernatural. Any other thing is occultic and familiar. As you, as you chase God in his presence and in his word, he will successfully or successively give you feedback on more and more of who he is. And one of the ways you do is you take that word and you study every single time it showed up in every single version of the Bible you know. And you have an iPad now. When I was doing this, there was no iPad. So we would pay to print. You'd print like 50 pages. You go look at love in the Bible, five, 50,000 times. And you would print like 10, 50 pages. And you'd walk around for three weeks looking through you're walking to school and you're looking through every single verse that that word appears in. Does that make sense? Then you'd figure out how many different Greek words, how many different Hebrew words, which match with, so that when you're comparing scriptures, because you're comparing the same English word, does not mean you're comparing the same Hebrew or Greek word. And you would do all that. And somewhere in that process, the depth of what God is saying will hit you. And you will have it. And you will know. You can throw that piece of paper for the rest of your life. It's now written, like David said, where? On your heart. So I want you to go and study the word travail. It's a simple one. I think there's 30 or 50 times it appears. That's a small one. But the summary of travail is what happens when a woman is pregnant. 
And I see certain young, you know, and I bless God. You know, I know I look 19, but I've been a Christian now for 33 and a half years. I look 19, don't I? But I've been born again, born again for 33 and a half years with a three-year gap in between where I ran away from God. I'll tell you that story some other time. I ran. No, I ran from God. And when I came back, I tasted that he was good. And I thank God for a generation of preachers, some young, some not so young, that are rising up, that are, are championing the prayer movement. We, 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 we honor them. We appreciate them. And the truth of the matter is nobody really does great things for God who is not a part of the prayer movement. Um, prayer may not be their message primarily, but it will be their lifestyle. And the sign that it will be their lifestyle is whatever they preach about will move you to pray. Any ministry gift that does not provoke you to seek God when it's done is not from God. If it came from God, it will not return to God void. What's void? Empty. Means it will return, but not void. Whenever God speaks, that word will come back, but not empty. You know what will be in it when it comes back? You. The Bible says to the, to the Old Testament saints, it says the word of God took a hold of them and brought them to him. Does that make sense? So anybody who doesn't bring you to God by their preaching, just delete them. Amen? But the word travail means to birth something. And I have a problem with teachings and expressions of so-called travail where there's no pregnancy. If a woman is in the fetal position on all fours and she's, and, she's and, and you do a scan and there's no child. Well, I would act true, but I think it could be worse. She could be carrying a fibroid or growth. And I know you guys don't have that in Barbados. I know you do. I'm being sarcastic. But I know you don't have that in Barbados. She could be carrying a monster. One of these days when we do a prayer conference, we'll talk about the, the phases of prayer. When somebody comes here like Ronaldo did this morning and they go straight into where he went, it should be that they've been in God's presence for hours. And you just met the innocent. They, you, what you saw here was. But if you come straight out of bed, going, it, it, shut up and sit down. That, that's, that's just religion. <laughs> Except that's how you went to sleep last night. Because there's a dimension where you can carry a burden overnight. But you can't birth something that you were never impregnated with. So we're talking about travail, and my question is, what are you pregnant with? And it's the job of a shepherd to be your mid... Listen, listen, a shepherd is a very strange technology in the kingdom, pastor, right? I'll give you pastor according to whose heart? So you don't shop for one. You don't go and say, I want mine this tall, this style of clothing. 
I want their wife to look, or husband to look this way. I want them to drive this car. I like the church to be this color, the parking lot to be that. You know, not how many of us stupidly shop for spiritual families. You don't choose a pastor. God gives you one. And if you are a parent, you know that there are times where you can give your child something they don't want. Right? But then the pastor's job is to first be according to God's heart. So a pastor is God's, if you allow God give you one, he's God's expression to you. And I know we live in a generation where the same thing, I, I did it when I was growing up because I, I, was, I was a dumb child, you know, I grew into wisdom. Where we compare our toys with our friends' toys, right? For many of us, many of us preferred our neighbor's houses to ours. The houses were nicer, the food was, you know, more, if not better, at least it was more. Talk to me, somebody. It, it looked, you know, we were the Flintstones, they looked like the Jetsons. And I know, and, and we do that in the body of Christ. Who said every church must be everything? If God gave you the fullness of his heart, you would die. He told Moses, if you see me fully, you... So, so God's heart, listen, is too big to fit into any human being in terms of your conscious mind. Does that make sense? So God's heart for you is slightly different from his heart for you. And so the pastor God will give you is slightly different from the one he'll give you. And your job is not to adjust your leader. Who am I talking to? See, this was not part of my sermon. When I go this way, it means God is hijacking me to talk to someone. So maybe I should just lift their hands so we can speak after the service and we can close. And we have not had any conversations. Have we, sir? Okay. You don't adjust your shepherd to you. You allow God adjust you to the shepherd he has given you. Because God went through great lengths to shape that man or woman for you. Knowing what your destiny would be. As different from the neighbor whose shepherd you are looking at. Thank God for YouTube. Thank God for social media. But you should know your own. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Many instructors, the Bible says, Paul told, but not many fathers and what's that man or woman's job after being conformed to god's heart to feed you someone say feed you and again if you're a parent you know the times where you can feed a child something they don't want to eat you hold their nose anybody that happened to you now how many of us swore we would never do certain things to our children our parents did to us how's that going for you you notice know, how you just miraculously become your parents under the same circumstances. Once a year, I send my parents a text to just, I appreciate you. They wonder why. It's because I encountered a situation where I found myself either acting or tempted to act like them. I say, hey. Sometimes you hold that nose. Stuff it down. You will read your Bible. I don't care how busy you are. You will pray. 
you will fast. And people say things like, you know, well, well I hear pastors say, it's not my business what my members do, it's mine. Oh, what my members do are my business. Oh, yes. Uh, say, your bedroom is, oh, your bedroom is my business. It's my business. There's only one person in it with you and that you married them legally and spiritually. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. It's my business what you do with your money, not because I want it, but because I understand that every penny you have is a reflection of your life. And I don't want you to destroy your life with your financial choices and then come crying to me at night. Oh, it's my business who you date. Oh, yes. Because if that guy breaks your heart, if that girl leaves you on the side of the road, you're going to come to my house at 2 a.m. I'll be with my bae and my boo, and we wouldn't have time for you. Thank you. Feed you. With what? Knowledge. What is knowledge? That is the word yada. You know what it means? Well, actually, no, it's not yada. It's, I mean, look at it, look at it. But it, it's similar, right? It literally means to experience some as intercourse. It's different from understanding. Understanding talks about, yes, the intellectual side of things. So a pastor's job is secondarily to teach you about God and primarily to force you into an encounter with God. They should feed you knowledge. They should open your mouth, close your nose, and stuff God down till you gaggle. Are you with me? And this is how you travail. Help me, my brother. Keyboardist, help me. This is how you travail. Someone is used by God to place something on the inside of you as a seed. Mm -hmm. And then they force you to tend it. They slap you upside your head. They, they engineer your environment. In essence, a pastor's job is to be an air conditioner, a thermostat, to first impregnate you and then regulate your ecosystem so that the thing you were impregnated with doesn't die until it grows to the point where uh, coma. second timothy chapter two i'm done second timothy chapter two this is just just a little bible study someone said just a bible study we'll come back and preach some other time amen i don't want to leave but i have to amen can i can i get that phone please thank you the other one Thank you. Actually, maybe this is the one I want. Let me show you how this thing works. Another word I want you to go study is the word son. And I want you to study it in every single Pauline epistle. Start from Romans all the way down to, actually all the epistles, all the way down to 3 John. Amen? But 2 Timothy chapter 2. Thou therefore what? What's the word there? So Paul is calling Timothy his son. Okay. So in every church there are dimensions of members. Every son is a member, but not every member is a son. 
every son is a member not every member is a son and even among sons quote and unquote there are children that are not sons but every son is a child you can be a part of the community a visitor right you can be a member your name is on the register but there's no dna inside you there's been no intimacy you can be a child meaning there has been some intimacy but that thing is still in infant stage it takes a level of maturity and submission over time to become a son so paul is talking to someone who's gone through the gamut therefore my son be what strong in the grace that is in christ jesus i wish i had time to show you what strong means power is what you do or power helps you do strength helps you sustain what is done to you power is active strength is passive power is attacking strength is defensive so strong in grace means you will go through some things contrary to what the grace teachers taught you but i digress let's keep moving that is in christ jesus verse two look at verse two with me look at verse two with me and the things that you have heard of me among many so there were many witnesses but only you heard there were many people in church that day many listened but only you everybody can remember it everybody wrote it in both fewer everybody was there (laughs) fewer can remember because some of you slept through it of those who remember fewer wrote it down but there was only one person paul referred to right he said that person is now able to commit it in essence the person got pregnant with it now they can impregnate someone else this is how ministry was designed to work it wasn't designed to be this wide sea of people it was designed to be a deep well of people it doesn't matter how broad it is all that matters is how deep the lineage goes so there were many witnesses so paul i think timothy i didn't say this to you in a bedroom i didn't say this to you in a park by ourselves several people were there but you're the only one who's now able to commit it now if you look at the word commit in the greek it means it's a sacred trust it's something that was precious there's like like i said there's an initiation that you were brought into now you are able to initiate someone else this is what the great commission was supposed to be about go into all the world what and make that word teach there make someone say make so he, he, he there is a construction and, and the devil does the same thing because jesus told the pharisees he says you go from earth to sea to make so satan too is making disciples we, we, we visited somewhere yesterday and the tall guy told us that bad girl riri was the national what did he say a national hero so I looked at my sister, your pastor, Alicia, and I said, she your national hero? She said, not mine. <laughs> odds are, because there's not too many people on the island, odds are someone in this room is related to somebody who knew her when she was growing up. Correct? Okay. Was she the best singer of the bunch? 
Was she the only one who could sing? Was she the only one who could dance? So do you know what happened? Something made her. She was spotted a spirit. Okay. Now, I told you I'm going to get in trouble. You're going to protect me till tomorrow. A spirit found a worthy inhabitant and constructed, committed something to her that she's now able to commit to others. So now all she needs to do is stand, sing, and dance. And the same thing, that, oh, Korea, talk to me, somebody, that constructed what she is can now so put your five-year-old child in front of a TV with her for three weeks and you will meet a different girl true where did they find the technology from they stole it from us this is what church should be commit see in a sense i come from a country i was born you know i'm a citizen of two nations but i was born in a nation called nigeria and when you all come to nigeria there's a place called worry you heard of it worry you better worry if you go there without god six-year-olds are fighting anybody here being there or come from there here any nigerians in the room anybody heard about it okay six-year-olds are fighting and 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 one of them says wait for me and he goes to the field back and he takes off his shirt and throws it in the air and the shirt will hang then he says now let's fight oh yeah so, so the things you guys call witchcraft here no i mean nine-year-olds do it for fun that's the land of my nativity and 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 when the when a witch or a warlock right has grown old they start looking for a replacement and the first thing the spirit behind them does is see i wish i had time to go through this and what i'm what i'm trying to summarize here i taught for 45 days last year 45 days for two hours every day what I'm trying to summarize here. And, and the spirit begins to look among men. Because, see, spirits, human vessels are precious commodity in the spirit realm. If you know how precious you are to a spirit, you will gain value in your own eyes. And so the spirit knows that human contact and control is not easy. So it doesn't want to waste its resources on a person who cannot sustain those resources. So it starts to observe your ability for consecration. It wants to know how well you can keep to a routine, to a way of, does that make sense? So it begins to test you in the natural to see if you will be a basket or a bucket. A basket or a bucket. And when it finds a man or woman with the capacity to be a bucket, that old, that old warlock or witch begins to disciple the young one. It begins to teach you the rudiments. Before it teaches you how to do anything spiritual, it begins to teach you the rudiments of consecration. You pray at this time. You don't eat. You know, you know they, they have them rules too? They don't believe in hyper grace. No, they don't. You live this life. For these weeks, every month, even though you're married, you can't come near your wife. These are the people you must not pick strife with. There's a set of rules, right? And after a while, the final initiation, listen to me, I know this is nasty. The older woman will vomit into the younger woman's mouth. Now, the fact that you're making those faces means you ain't ready for this. Because the same thing happens in the spirit. In essence, something that was buried inside me 
is now lodged inside you. Commit. Someone say commit. You don't, to who? Faithful men. Men like you. Meaning, don't waste this with just anybody. Test their ability to conform. It is required of stewards, the Bible says, that a man be found faithful. Who will be able to teach? In essence, this thing is a lineage of trust that is passed down from generation to generation. It's a birthright. And not everyone in every generation gets it. So you can make a choice. Do you want to just make heaven? Or you want to make heaven, as in construct heaven on earth? Do you want to live in Zion? Or you want to enter it on your deathbed? You make up your mind to do the former God will send you a pastor and your ability to conform to what he's breathing through those vessels will shape what you become Jesus said if you follow me I will make you it's a process I will what make you and so every church has at least two types of people. There's some of you, listen, and I mean this in a good way, don't get offended, you know, uh, you know, where I come from, we say things straight. I'm not Barbadian, I'm not Caribbean. If I offend you, I apologize, but as you can tell, I'm not a pastor. I'm that thing that, you know, starts with an A and rhymes with stool. So just take it as you find it, right? But there are people in every church whose job it is to fill a seat so a newcomer feels like this is a good place to be. Are you aware? The people who, your main job, the only job you're serving is you make the place look nice to attract somebody in the future who will follow this protocol. But then there are few people who come for this protocol. I saw something, stand with me as we begin, as we begin to pray. I saw something this morning on the bus on the way here. The bus that came to get us. Pastor Steve, I saw a volcano. Now, and I know Barbados is the only island that is not volcanic, right? So y'all are special, amen? I saw a volcano erupt in Barbados. Now, calm down, calm down. I know you don't have any. Calm down, calm down, calm down. It was a spiritual one. And I saw the debris hit all the other islands. And as I saw the meteorites flying, I saw on them the name Sons. And it was in that bus that this was born. That's the destiny of this house. It's first going to hit every parish on this island. Then it's going to travel all the way up from is it Jamaica on that side. Then what's the one at the top? Help me. At the top of the ridge of the islands. Bermuda and then the one at the bottom. What's it called now? Is it St. Kitts? Whichever sends something. Right? And it's not going to happen because you just grow numerically. It's going to happen because several people under the sound of my voice now are going to follow the same protocol I did. 18 years ago.
Does that make sense? Play me Elohim Adonai. So I'm going to hand over the mic in two minutes, but I want to lead a prayer and I'm going to leave you praying before I hand the mic over. And now I begin to see why God took us the direction he took us this morning slash afternoon. He wanted to first demonstrate something before he made a call. Usually it's the other way around. But God wanted to give you a display vehicle before asking for your credit card. Out of my belly shall flow. No, no. They'll play, you pray. <laughs> if you now understand why you are in this house, I want you to begin to lift up a cry to the Lord. And say, Lord, make me, make me. I surrender. I surrender. Tell him, tell him. I surrender to the protocol of discipleship. I surrender to the DNA of the house that you have planted me in. I want to be someone to whom this can be committed. Open your mouth and pray. I now know this is more than a social gathering. More than a place to test out my new clothes. More than a place I come to when I have troubles. It's a factory. It's a construction plant. Lift your voice, lift your voice. This man and this woman. Kenevatia Kabania Kaika. You sent a daughter of this land halfway across the world to bring her back. Lekunefatia Kamania Katebala. To bring her back with an escort. To build a factory on this island. A conveyor belt that would make men and women strong and mighty. Governors in Zion. Senators of glory. Say Lord, find me worthy. Pray, pray. I will yield. I will yield to you. I will give you all of me. I will Tell him, tell him. I 
to listen and pray right. Listen to me. I can say with all confidence, this one is my son. When I was in Sheffield, is many people but only two of all the males could carry my DNA himself and the other one he mentioned that's the one that drives me to other cities without a map without an address will pray and blow in tongues and find a house I want to get to without address I'm still looking for men I can raise in Barbados. Sometimes I meet people. So far in Barbados, I've only found two that are willing to learn because of this motto, pride and industry. You start with them, they get to a point, they think they know everything you know. I wanted to pray that pride does not destroy you. That God will help you. God will help you. That you will not become a statistic. That you will become a weapon in the hands of God. So if the Lord could help me. And it's been through a lot. Some other things. Can I talk to you? Some of you, you know what we went through during um, COVID. Those of you that are leaders. Some of the things I wanted to help people. So I designed a template. I said, by the end of every month, you should know how many chapters of the Bible you've read. How many you've studied. What, what, what messages you are listening to. How many messages you listen to in a month. How many hours you prayed. And they went and they reported me to Apostle Vodley that I'm trying to take over their lives. They did not understand. But then it was then I realized these ones cannot carry what I carry. So I, I let them be. I let them be. The question is, where are they now? Spiritually. He didn't have it. You guys have the revised standard version of me. I'm the, right now because oh my goodness, my wife have calmed me down. 
This guy lived in my house, Pastor Aulubide. He lived in my house. I had a law. You do not go to the bathroom without listening to a message. And there were no tablets and there were no, the, all these fancy phones we've got, there was nothing. And so he had to carry his laptop to the bathroom. You must listen to a message. If I ask you to listen to a clip of 15 minutes and write a synopsis, it's difficult for you. So how can I pour what I carry to you? Write a synopsis is difficult for you. Everything is hard. I'm tired. I'm this. I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. There was a day I grabbed her. Grabbed him. Grabbed Pastor Alicia. And I carried them. We reached it. And I carried them. It was winter. Sub-zero. I think it was about minus one or so. You remember that time? We went to Peak District in snow. And I told them, here, you pray or you freeze. That's the training he went through. I know you desire what he carries. But as the kind of training in Barbados, everything is offense. Everything here is offense. And pastor offended me. And the way he said it. And you spend a lot of time. You don't know it's about destiny. The greatest teachers don't come easy. Sometimes, even to go out, I say, where are you going? Where are you going? Can I speak freely? Hello, listen. You see his wife. His wife was an assignment I gave him. He was not thinking about wife. Are you with me? And then I asked him, I said, I've got so many people to cancel, so I wanted to cancel her. One day he came to me and said, Pastor Steve, this your daughter is too much. I, I, I talked to him, I talked to him, he does not listen. He, he did not know. But some of you, if I've given you that assignment, I, we, will, we will write a list of people and say, phone people, talk to people. No, no. Everything is a problem. Everything is an offense. And you think, I'm trying to control your life. Some of you, other pastors will tell you that he's trying to, he's trying to uh, control your calling. Which calling? Which calling are you talking about? This guy is an apostle. Do you know the guys have raised? The other one, he called him pastor. He's a prophet. And I'm not envious of them. Because that's my calling. My calling is to raise giants. Not dwarfs. And so, if you know you want to be a giant, God will understand what kind of pastor you have. My calling is to raise giants. Listen, there's another one in Enugu. Where Apostle Fodele is. It's a young lady. With fire in her belly. But when Laka said, oh, and listen, we have things to do. We have part-time jobs. And we were at university. Oh, listen to this. I was at university. They were, we were all students. The difference was, I was, a, I was their pastor and they were not. And listen, we were students. We would go to library and study. When we are students, we are students. But you know something? They never crossed the line. 
We were students, but they never what? Crossed the line. They knew when I was their pastor and they knew when I was their friend. They knew, listen, right now I have different kinds of relationships with him. There's a day it's father and son relationship. There's another day it's friends talking. There's another day we're talking about apostolic things and ministry and things like that because he's grown so I can have different levels of what? Conversation. Can I have conversation with some of you like that? No! No! One hour prayer meeting. I said one hour. Morning prayer. Come one hour. And people will be grumbling. What am I going to gain if you come to prayer or you don't pray? I'm not going to gain from it. I'm trying to raise you up. There is trouble coming in the world. And the Christians who don't know how to pray will be victims. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. What do you want the Lord to do for you? Do you want to be a victim or a victor? Lift up your voice and call upon the name of the Lord. I said, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. Lift up your hands. How hungry are you for God? How thirsty are you for His presence? Lift up your voice and say, Lord, pass me no by. Lift up your voice and say, pass me no by. Pandeleko braskataya. Enteleko mahaya. Pateleko bo. Telebrakotolekataya. Listen. When the time and the season comes, I'll bring the other one. You know, you know, Richard, father was sick. He began to pray. He entered into the realm of the spirit. This was coffee time. Flew to Ghana, lay hands on the father, came back to Amsterdam. And then the, the family members came to visit and said, also, oh, my son was here to pray for me. They thought the man, the old man was what? Losing it. He said, my son. So they phoned him in Amsterdam and said, your father is beginning to talk nonsense that you are here. You came to pray for me. He said, it's not nonsense. So I was there. They said, how? When did you come to Ghana? He said, I cannot explain. Tell scripture that Philip, the spirit of God, lifted up Philip and he went to a place, finished the assignment and flew. These are practical things. But like I said, there is a technology. There's a system that leads you into these realms. If you keep running all over the place without teaching, you will not amount to anything. There will be. Now, show me somebody who spends all his time watching things on TV. He never ends up on TV. You become a watcher. But if you want the system and the technology to become, there is a discipline in the heart that goes with. That's why some, these days, if, if I ask somebody, oh, this and that, I say, okay, okay. And I know the okay is working because it's dividing doors. I can take to the next level. 
we're going somewhere and the Lord is looking for people he can count on the Bible say Paul committed he, he did not even have time to explain to you what it means to be faithful he didn't have time to explain to you what it means to be what faithful today is my leg today is my back today is that sometimes you know sometimes I just quiet and I just look sometimes I just cry I say these people don't understand where I'm trying to go here eh? I just cry sometimes I say God can we negotiate can you send me to somewhere the people are hungry or you think I've not asked God like that oh yes because I don't mind I just want hungry people. I just want hungry people. Tap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Father, we lift up your, our hands and we say glory and honor be unto your name. We exalt your name. Father, I rejoice today because I know my labor years ago was not a waste of time and all I ask for is give me hungry people hungry generation I want hungry people who will take correction hungry people who will listen hungry people who will be able to carry it to the next level and take it to different places I give you glory. You gladden my heart. You're no more a son. You're now beloved son. Somebody bring me the oil. So flow. Reverse. Come at your wife. Listen. Listen to me. I was just a youth pastor. We had a pastor. And my Lord and my God, today as we stand here experiencing what you've done in our life, do not forget Pastor Musa. Pastor Musa Baku. One gentle pastor. And we were a bunch of rowdy young people. Sometimes we felt it was too slow for us. But the grace upon his life kept it on the straight and hard and narrow. Oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, more grace, more strength, more wisdom. Lord, let the nations hear them. Expand their coast. Widen them from place to place. Let wisdom and grace, more signs and wonders follow them. Bless them. Let your name be glorified. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to calm down and be a pastor. I hope I've told you that I'm not the normal kind of pastor. I, sometimes I don't even know who I am. Don't know. I just allow God to use me as he wants. 
Yes. What's the next thing? Because I'm drunk. Shall we give us a song? Let's give an offering. Let's give an offering. And rivers of living water. The second was I saw a building. Um, I saw a building, and I don't know the island well. I've only been here a week. Uh, but I felt like I was near it on the way here. So we came from the West Coast. We came here. Um, I felt like I was getting closer to it. And then at some point, I felt like it was getting further away. So I don't know exactly where that would be. But somewhere in between there and here was the closest we got to it on the journey. Now, one of the things that I saw in that place was a 24-7 prayer facility. I saw people coming in, taking shifts, leading prayers, singing. I saw people coming in for healing. There were healing rooms, deliverance rooms. Some of you were practitioners, you know. Um, and, and, and beyond that, it's also going to be a facility that blesses your community. But it will not be the only one. 
it's the first one is going to birth others and so i want to lead you in a prayer right now would you lift your hands everybody now don't pray the prayer if you don't mean it you'll understand when i start to pray at a point you will know whether or not it applies to you if it doesn't just mumble just so we don't know it's you amen because you want to make a covenant with god and he will come to collect does that make sense i don't speak idly my wife will tell you when i say something like this she trust me he will come to collect say after me say father lift both hands say father my hands are open for spectacular supernatural and uncommon blessing and favor i commit to fund your assignment through this house if you get it to me you will get it through me one more time if you get it to me you will get it through me so let it be as i have spoken this day and let the heavens and the earth bear me witness now lift up lift, keep those hands up father as many as have prayed this prayer from the sincerity of heart i stand under the opens the openings of your heavens today and i release the grace for kingdom wealth that the chains of poverty that are endemic to this land be broken like what you showed me in the early hours of this morning a wealth transfer from the descendants of the enslavers to the descendants of the enslaved let it be released now property business streams of income like tonight the abundance of the sea and the riches of the earth that a people strong and mighty will emerge a governing people a people of influence that you can trust to keep their word where this is concerned in the name of Jesus and father as they build your house build their houses I release properties title deeds houses condominiums land businesses receive it now 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 even before the year is over let it begin in the name of Jesus we thank you and we give you praise somebody clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph Everybody stretch your hands this way as I hand the microphone over. Stretch your hands this way. Sis, come. She, she, she's your pastor, but she's my sister. Um, now, it, it, it's for the family, but it was your prayer that triggered it. That thing you spoke to God about a little while back that you... You just said it and then you corrected yourself and told yourself to be spiritual. God said, I heard your prayer. Uh, and it's, I'm talking about property. I said, I heard your prayer. 
and I'm about to bring it in this season. That young man behind me will inherit multiple, multiple problems. Any disease you cannot heal Stir a mountain you cannot melt away Any battle too hard for you Stir a name that is above your name Go
that's who you are doing miracles all the time I come in the fire Yes, 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 you take five loaves of bread you feed the multitude that's the easiest thing for you to do it doesn't take you more than a second to turn a life around that's who you are that's who you are Lift your hands where you are. You've never lost a battle. I call Almighty Man in battle. You speak and cancer trembles. You never lost a battle. I call creature. You speak a nation tremble. Yeah. Yahweh! Yahweh! You never lost a battle. As Kepele Kepatai, the righteous run into you and they are saved. We will call on the name of the Lord. And He is our anchor. He is our strength. He is our struggle. Yeah, 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 Never, never see those. Yeah. 